Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Homegrown the Live Show where we talk all about growing food at home to live more of a sustainable lifestyle. And today's episode is going to be all about living shade and also edible shade because I feel like that is just getting multiple uses out of one thing and I love that. So today we are going to not only just talk about different ways you can create living shade in the garden but we are also going to talk a little bit about some of my plans, some of my goals and some updates that are happening in the garden. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but if you are watching live, make sure you jump in the live chat and say hi and let me know what you're growing. If you've got any um, living shade at the moment in your garden or you grow any living shade throughout the summer season, um, I'd love to know what you have got growing in your garden in terms of living shade or edible shade. So um, what's happening in the garden? I'll give you a little bit of an update before we get started in today's episode um well we've got some people showing up still so um what's happening in the garden a little bit of a garden update for the week is lots of greens i'm harvesting i am harvesting lettuces and um lots of parsley um what else have i got going on lots of rainbow chard obviously <laughs> and i have been moving some self-seeded plants around so I often let a lot of things go to seed in my garden and then when the time is right they all pop up so right now apparently it is the time for artichoke and hollyhock because I've got so many little seedlings popping up in the garden so I've been moving those about a little bit just because I you know don't need 500 hollyhocks in one patch in the garden so I have been moving some of those around as well as the artichoke and I've also got hundreds of radishes popping up because I let um, some radishes go to seed and I did collect quite a lot of them but most of them I just kind of left in the garden uh, in the pumpkin patch and they are all self-seeding so we're getting hundreds and hundreds of little radishes popping up which is going to be awesome. Um, citrus lots of citrus, still Hawaiian guavas. I feel like they are going to be a really, really extended season because not only do I do I have some that are ripening, but I've also got, got some that are quite small still. So I feel like they're still quite a way off before they'll be ripe. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes, how long this produces for, because I'm really surprised at the length of the fruiting because most of the other fruit trees that I've got sort of come in pretty quickly when they're ripe and you end up with a whole bunch of fruit and it's quite hard to manage because you need to do something with them whereas I feel like this Hawaiian guava is really drawn out and it's nice so I can enjoy them without feeling the pressure that I need to preserve them all so that's really great and um I did get a delivery, so we are going to touch on that because that is part of today's episode. So uh, that is for my new shade structures. I'm going to share more on that later in the episode. Um, so let's get started with plant of the week. And again, plant of the week is to do with living shade. And I have chosen the choco, or I think it's also called chayote. Again, pronunciations, these things are hard. But to me, I call it a choco 
Um, and it's not something that I've ever grown before. So let me know if you've been, if you've grown this in the garden before. Uh, it is a very vigorous growing vine. So it is a perennial. It will grow back each year. It does often die down. Um, and, but it regrows really easily from any sort of leftover fruits on the ground or anything like that. So, um, it is, yeah, a perennial vining plant that we can grow over structures to create shade. And it is pretty hardy. So that's one of the main reasons I'm wanting to try this out in my garden because summer here is intense. We do get so, so, so much sun and heat. So I need something that's quite strong and can withstand that. So I'm going to be testing this out. And I know a lot of people in Perth do have success with this. So we'll be giving it a go. It is super versatile to use. Um, and that's another reason that I'm looking forward to trying it because you can use it as a substitute for so many things. You can use it as a potato, as a zucchini, um, a carrot, more of a cucumber substitute, um, or squash. It also can be used as like a pear or an apple substitute in pies because it is quite a bland flavor. You can add things to it to, you know, make it have more flavor. So it can be a really good bulking um, substitute in terms of if you're wanting to make, say, like an apple and blueberry pie, um, you could substitute the apple for the choco um and things like that so i'm yeah excited to do some experimenting with this and it produces a lot of fruit so apparently 25 to 100 fruit from one vine um and it does come in a different range of varieties so some of them have lots of spikes on the outside uh some of them are smoother and then you can also get a range of colors from like green to white so i have a smoothish green one uh, and I just purchased that from the markets and it started sprouting uh, shoots really quickly just sitting on my bench doing absolutely nothing with it so once it started shooting out some vine then I have popped it in soil in a pot and it's growing away happily so uh, once I get my shade structures up this will be forming a part of that and it's going to give me really quick shade coverage so that will be really helpful for me going into the summer season of being able to just really get something up nice and quick. That's not only going to provide me with shade, but also food as well. They are quite frost sensitive. So if you do get a lot of frosts, then you want to be make sure you're planting these after a frost and then it will probably die off again um, once the cool season uh, gets down or well, appears. Um, Oh, it's so good to see everyone turning up in the chat. Uh, let's see what we've got in here. Um, the spikes on it. <laughs> oh, this, so the other thing that it is good to consider with the choco is it is a vigorous climbing plant. So you do have to be careful with this. So I wouldn't be planting it anywhere near where it can take off into the bush because um, it will just go through trees. It will just go wild. So you do have to be careful with this one. Um, plant it somewhere where you can you have enough space for it. And also you're not too worried about it getting away from you um, and going off into any native bush or anything like that. We want to try and keep it contained. It is, um, like I said, 
definitely very vigorous growing. Um, let me know if you are growing it and I will share some of those soon. All right, so why do we need living shade? So there are so many benefits to having living shade and it's sort of something that I have been transitioning into. So I started off with a lot more shade, um, shade cover, shade cloth, and that's a really good way to just instantly get some shade up and I will still be doing that. But I guess long term, I've always really wanted to have living shade because that's going to provide more habitat for wildlife, more um, food for our pollinators and also food for us. So it just and also it just looks beautiful. I'd much prefer to be, you know, out under living shade than um, some sort of material or cloth or anything like that. So uh, although it's not always going to be easy to do straight away when we are going to need to put some temporary shade up. It is a good thing to, to work towards long-term, having living shade. Um, and having shade can be really important in the garden because it can reduce the heat stress. I don't know about you, but in my garden in summer, I have intense heat and the stress on the plants is a lot. And a lot of a lot of the time, if I don't water them within a day, they die. So uh, it is important for me to help reduce some of that stress, which also in turn reduces the amount of water that I'm needing to put into my gardens in the summer period. Um, and that's always a bonus as well. It also help us create microclimates so we can grow more of a range of plants some plants that you know wouldn't be able to cope out in the open in the hot sun if you have got some living shade you'll be able to grow those and more of an enjoyable time for you to be out there so you can spend more time in the garden than um, you would if there was no shade or anything like that because it can be you know very hard to be out there in the hot sun and um, that means that our plants get less and less care and then they don't survive and you know it's a spiral effect so the benefits of living shade are amazing so what can we do for living shade um, so there's a few different ways and I'm going to talk through a couple of them that I'm going to be doing in my garden um, but the first thing you want to do is observe like you would with any other part of your garden, observe where the sun is, where the shade is, where are you really needing to maybe supplement the shade in your garden? And is it a seasonal thing? Is it in summer? I really need to get some shade over these gardens because they are struggling and they're dying. Um, but I don't want that shade in winter or is it, um, more of, you know, winter sun that you're really struggling with. It's just good to take a really good look and try and figure it out so that you can decide on what kind of shade you need, what kind of plants you can use and how dense or how much light you want to let in. Um, and like I said, this can be seasonal as well. You might want to have absolutely nothing obstructing in winter. You want to capture as much sun as possible, but then a lot of us also get very hot summers, a hot winters too. So it's going to be completely up to you in your garden. Um, and then do you have things in your garden that can be used in terms of structures or do we need to be putting in something new, creating a new structure? Um, I've, there's so many amazing DIY structures that you can use. I've seen incredible ones with, um, like a, 
what's it called? Like a washing line, like a Hills, Ho Hills Hoist washing line used as a shade structure. So um, pergolas, archways, arbors, um, you know, taking the sides off a shed and having more of um, just the framing up and using that. Uh, yeah. Or is it going to be just a vertical structure? So if you are just wanting to more so give afternoon shade and not really too worried about the morning and midday shade, then vertical like fence panels structures are going to be really beneficial for that. And I do have those in my container gardens, which I'm going to share as well. Um, and is it more about planting trees? Do you have a big open space and you want to create a garden, but you really want to not shade out the rest of your garden? And that is also something that I'm going to be planning in my garden. So, um, there's a, yeah, like I said, there's so many interesting ways that you can start to add structures into your garden and then we will be planting on top of them. So I am going to talk about a few different types of plants later on in the episode, things that are deciduous or are they evergreen, some annuals, some perennials, all the things. You guys know I love my plant lists. So we will be discussing what types of plants we can use for living shade um, and what ones are edible as well. But yeah, first up, we have to figure out what kind of shade we're wanting to do. And also whether we want to be using that shade for something else. Is it to provide privacy? Do we want to have a really nice seating area, maybe an outdoor table? Um, or is it more screening and privacy as well as providing shade? So these are all things that we can start to take into consideration when we're going to decide on what kind of shade we want to put into our garden. Um, and knowing whether it's seasonal as well is going to be really important because, you know, tends to be in summer, we have a lot of hot midday sun and hot afternoon sun. So having something with a roof on it is going to give us protection for the midday when the sun is right above. And then also as the afternoon sun sort of pushes that shade over, uh, that's going to give us the afternoon shade as well. Whereas if it is morning sun that you're wanting to more so protect from, that's when our vertical, you know, panel type structures are going to work because we can pop those up in front of where the morning sun is and grow something vertically up that, that will let some diffuse light in, but it's going to protect more of the morning sun. Um, and I think it's just going to be easier to talk about what's what I'm going to be doing in my garden um, because it's, you know, everyone's got different things going on. So it is really hard to, um, to talk on that. So I'm just going to jump into what I'm doing in my garden for some living shade and shade structures and also uh, a new garden project that I'm going to be starting as well. So what I've got going on in my garden, and I don't know if you've been, how long you've been watching my channel for, but I did start off with um, these shade structures up on my raised garden beds. So I got my raised garden beds in the front of my garden, which is full sun in summer, full sun all the time, basically. And then in winter, it does get morning sun, but the afternoon sun sort of starts to creep in. The afternoon shade sorts of creep in from the house as 
I've got up here some images of that. Um, so I installed this garden. I think it was like, it was definitely close to summer, if not in summer. And so I needed to get some shade up really quickly because it's just too hot here to try and keep things alive without having some sort of protection especially because I just don't have any shade during summer. It's not like I'm just getting morning sun. I get full all day sun. So that's a long time for these plants to just be out in the heat. So I got some temporary shade put up, which, which I had as frames. So the vertical frames around the edge of my raised garden beds. And then I put shade cloth over the top of that. And I only needed to have it on the back of it, the top of it, and one of the sides. And that protected me from morning sun, afternoon sun, and midday sun. The front was completely open, so that let pollinators in and also airflow because the front of these raised garden beds is south. So I wasn't getting any sun coming directly in from that. Um, and that worked really well. And I've had those up for two years now they um did great they did the job great but i just wanted something that was living so that was always the plan um so the shade structures are down now and what's going to be replacing those is i am going to be putting a structure up through the center of the raised garden beds i got some steel delivered so i was tossing up whether to go timber or more like metal and one of the things that I took into consideration for that was I have term we have termites in our area. There are a lot of termites in our area. So um, we do have to be careful with having wood in the garden and it does need to be treated. So that was one thing. And then obviously the cost of that as well. And I ended up getting hold of some um, metal, what are they called? Like posts? Anyway, I'm no builder and they are um, going to be, I think I've got a bit of a picture, but basically they're going to be sort of like um, an, uh, a tunnel through the middle with uh, slats on top and then also I'll put some mesh on top as well. My plan here is to uh, put grapevines up. So I'll be planting grapevines, which will give me some protection in, in summer because grapevines have lots of leaves over summer. And then once summer's over, the leaves will start to fall in autumn. And that's going to let more of the winter light in, more um, winter and autumn light in. Um, so that's going to protect that garden, but also not shade it out during winter when I want the sun. The other part of the garden is... I think I have a picture of that too. So the other part of my front garden is just a big patch of grass. And this is something that I've been wanting to plant out for ages, but it does um, get all of the morning sun. So if I was to plant evergreen things out here, it would block all of the winter morning sun. And then my veggie patch doesn't get a lot of winter sun. So I need to be really careful what I plant here. And one of the great things about planting deciduous fruit trees is that they lose their leaves during winter. So this is what I plan on doing in this part of the garden is to plant some deciduous fruit trees. 
So that means that I'm going to have more protection from this veggie for this veggie patch in summer when I need it. Um, but it won't be blocking all of my winter sun because I do want to try and maximize that winter sun. It also then means that I can have more fruit trees, which I love. So that's sort of the plan there with the grassy patch that is going to be like deciduous trees. And I'm going to share some of those um, later on in the episode as well. And um, then because my new shade structure that I'm going to put up over the raised garden beds, the grapevines, I mean, they're not going to grow in time for summer. So I need to get something up that's quick and provides shade. So that's where the choco is going to come in. I'm going to plant that over the shade structure whilst I'm waiting for the grapevines to grow. And that's going to give me really quick coverage this summer. Fingers crossed. And um, plus it's going to provide food while I wait as well. So it's going to be a little bit of a trial and error and we'll wait to see how this goes because, um, you know, that's just sort of how I like to do my garden is just get in, get, get, try things out and see how they go. I think it would be amazing if maybe I could grow vertically in this um, new space every summer season with something different as well as having the grapevines as well. So if I can sort of manage to have two things going at the same time, um, that would be amazing because that would really help me utilize and maximize that space. Being able to have uh, the grapes up over summer, but then in winter um, having that light come through as well. And it'll also give me some other vertical spaces to utilize as well so I can start growing things on the on the sides as well so there's a whole lot going on here I can you know climb beans up the poles and I can have um, other things growing so I'm looking forward to, to that just to sort of you know take my gardens to the next level in terms of having more space but also having some living shade as well um so yeah, that's sort of the plan in the garden. Um, definitely let me know what you're going to be doing this summer because, you know, I know a lot of you are from Perth um, and that is one of the hardest things for us to do is to grow in summer here. Our soils are so sandy and um, the sun is just baking hot and it can feel really disheartening and I don't want you to feel like you have to give up on growing in summer because there's so many different ways that we can start incorporating these living shade and into our gardens um, to get them growing. So another reason I love growing vertically is because we can hide ugly fences, um, which I love to do in my garden as well. And again, you know, we're creating more, more um, space for wildlife as well. And some of these things that we can grow vertically will end up being, you know, you can get reduce the amount of pests and diseases by getting them up off the ground. So things that are climbers like our pumpkins and our um, squash, bottle gourds, things like that, even watermelons and melons can grow vertically. Getting them up off the ground can often reduce the amount of pests because it's harder for them to get to them. 
And it's going to maximize the production because you can use that ground space for something else whilst you're using the vertical space. So I love, love, love growing vertically. And uh, it's something that I didn't start off doing very much of, but every year I sort of add a new vertical space into my garden. Um, and the great thing with the container gardens is that you can move them about depending on how big they are. Um, but pots and containers are great. If you put one side up and grow vertically on one side, you can maneuver that around. So if you do want protection from the sun, you can have it. But if you want to let all the light in, you can as well. So um, I've pretty much been starting, I've been starting to add vertical gardening space to nearly all my gardens, which is great because you don't need more you don't necessarily need more space you can always you know maximize and sort of come up with new and exciting ways to utilize the space that you actually have um and what else we got so then once we've got some shade structures in place we need to select some plants which is my favorite favorite thing to do. So there's a whole wide range of things to consider here when we talk about selecting plants for shade. Um, and a lot of these are going to come back to our initial findings on um, what we've observed from our garden. Do we need something that's going to let light in or do we need something that's got a really dense coverage? So that's going to determine whether we're going to be getting deciduous or we're going to be getting um, more annuals that are just going to grow for a season and then die back and we can get the light for the following for the next season um, or a mix which is what I like to do I love to mix annuals and perennials in together so um, a few different deciduous trees I mean there's so many but you've got your apples your stone fruit, your figs, um, pomegranate, grapes, pear, quince, mulberry, almond, persimmon, and raspberry. And obviously there's so many more, but um, that's just like a my sort of go-to list. And also these things will be different depending on where you live. So they won't all be completely deciduous. They may be semi-deciduous in terms of... It may not get cold enough for them to lose all their leaves. They may just lose some of their leaves. So mulberry and I think figs, kind of figs, tend to be like that here in Perth. Some of them will lose all of their leaves. But if it's a really warm, um, sunny location, they may not lose all of their leaves. But they'll still lose a lot and let more light in. So um, those are some things to consider as well. Um, stone fruit generally will drop most of their leaves. And the great thing about deciduous trees is that this is providing your garden with lots more organic matter. So all of those leaves that have fallen are going to break down and start feeding your soil as well. So having some deciduous fruit trees is another way that we can, another layer to um, creating and building our soil and adding more organic matter back into our soil. So whether or not you just let them fall where they are, or if you gather them all up and pop them in the compost bin or pop them in another area of your garden, um, that's going to be some really valuable, you know, carbon and um, leaf matter to add back into your garden. Um, 
And then we've got climbers. So I have a whole bunch of different climbers. I've got a whole video on perennial climbers as well. So I've linked that for you in the description. Um, and perennial ones are ones that are obviously going to continue to grow back each year. They may die back, but they may just keep on growing. So these are things like your passion fruit. That can be something that if you're wanting shade for most of the year, they do lose some leaves in winter, but depending on where you are, they can just have leaves all year round. So if it's an area that you don't mind having shade all year round, then passion fruit can be a good way to go. And that's a climber as well. So that's something you can use over an arbor, over an archway. You can also use that along a vertical growing space, whether that's a fence or a um, trellis. Uh, you can use it to hide things because it does have that um, dense leaf coverage. So if you are wanting to hide like a water tank or um, some sort of structure, that, that can be a really good choice. Whereas something like a grape will lose its leaves. So it won't provide that shade um, all year round. It will just be providing that shade in summer. Um, other perennials that we've got in terms of vine plants are our um, sweet potato so that's something that you can grow vertically as well I have that growing on one of my fences it does die back uh, in winter quite often but it will reshoot in spring if there's any tiny piece of root in the ground and that's another great way to grow it to maximize space because it's not taking up all of the bottom part of your garden you can make it go up and utilize that space and I also have mine growing alongside my passion fruit. So those two sort of create a green wall of, you know, living shade. Um, and then we've got annuals. So these are things that we're going to grow for a season. The great thing about annuals is they grow really quickly. So we can get that quick shade up and we can get that quick production up. Because sometimes perennials can take a long time to get established and also a long time to fruit. So this is where I love to have the mix of the two. And that's what I plan to do with my shade structure is it's going to take quite a while for my grapevines to get established and to start producing grapes and to start really giving me that shade that I want. So whilst I'm waiting for those to grow, I can start adding in some um, annuals that are going to grow really quickly, pr provide food, and then they will die back and um, give more space for the grapes. So these are obviously going to be in different seasons. We've got our cool season um, climbers or shade crops, and then we've got our warm season ones. So some of the cool season ones are things like peas. These are really great climbers. I love, love, love snow peas and snap peas. Um, they are a really great one if you're wanting to protect things from the afternoon sun in winter. So if you get really, really hot afternoon sun in winter and you do want to provide some shade, then you could put up a vertical structure and grow some, some peas on there and get a harvest going and then also provide that little bit of shade as well. Um, and then what else have we got? So we've also got nasturtiums. Those are 
an edible plant flower that you can grow vertically as well. So those will tend to grow more so in the cooler climates, cooler times of the year. So my nasturtiums are taking off right now and um, providing so much flowers for the bees. And then also we can eat the flowers and the leaves as well. So those are something that you can grow vertically. And um, then in terms of warm season crops, what can we grow? And I think this is the most important thing because most of the time for, for most of us, we're going to be wanting that shade coverage in the warm season. We're wanting to protect our smaller seedlings, like our little lettuce seedlings and our, you know, little tomato plants and things like that. Just protect them a little bit during the really hot summer. So what can we grow, get some quick shade and then also provide food? These are things like your vining, you know, watermelons and melons. Those are a really good one that you can grow vertically as well. Um, you can grow those up over an archway or over an arbor. Your pumpkins and gourds. I grew the bottle gourd this summer and my gosh, if you want something that's productive, that thing was wild. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different types of gourds as well. So you can mix and match and choose those. We've got squashes as well. Um, there's a whole bunch of different types of squashes that you can grow vertically. And um, tomatoes as well. Even some tomatoes, you can kind of get them growing up vertically to provide shade for other parts of your garden as well. Uh, and tomatoes do tend to like the sun. I mean, they don't particularly like my hot, hot summer with no shade. So I do have to provide a little bit of shade for my tomatoes. Um, but in other areas, tomatoes will be absolutely fine to be grown without shade and you will better use those to then protect your other plants. So it does sort of matter um, and make a difference on where you're growing and what sort of level of heat, I guess, you have in summer. Um, and also what shade you've got going around your house because some of us will be living in an urban environment and we'll have a lot more... Uh, afternoon shade where the shadows are being cast from neighboring houses, neighboring sheds and things like that. Um, so quite often that will make a difference as well on, you know, what other structures you've got around you. Um, and I have been using sort of, what have I been using? So I've used in terms of and for annual structures, I use a lot of bamboo poles. Um, you can use uh, other trees that you've got growing in your garden. So if you do have some trees that you're cutting down, you can use those for stakes. Uh, mulberry is another one that I've been using for stakes as well. And then you can use recycled materials. So I've got some Rio mesh as well that I use. That does tend to be get quite hot uh, in summer, but it seems to work fine. I've also got like uh, mesh up. So on my fence line, I do have uh, a wire mesh that you can't really see. Um, and that's what I've got my passion fruit growing on and also my uh, sweet potato because it, it you can't really see it from far away. And then the plants have something to cling on to and climb up and vine over. You can also use string lines as well from one post to another post, do some string lines. And then that's a really good one for plants to start 
climbing up. Things like your beans and your peas, those are going to be really, really good to use for those. Um, oh, we've got some good suggestions in the live chat as well. And I want to share those with you because there's so many other ways and so many other plants that we can grow to offer some shade throughout the the hot summer season um and russell has given us a suggestion of hops hops will offer um a lot of biomass and um the chickens and grow over the chickens um so that's another really good one i know and hops are a beautiful one they do like look really visually uh nice in the garden as well so i do love that suggestion um let me know what you've got growing in your garden and I'll definitely be sharing it. Uh, what else have we got in here? Um, let me see. I've got a couple of ecocentric. I've got a couple of grapevines that I have a trellis um, with a seat plan for as well. That's an, another really awesome thing is to potentially put a you know, seating area or a dining area somewhere where you can really enjoy it under the sh new shade that you're going to have in your garden. Um, that's, you know, a great way to enjoy the garden because I think that should be a really big part of your plan as well. It's not just growing food, but also enjoying being out in the garden and um, spending time out there because the more time you spend out in the garden, the more you're going to be able to observe and then the more you can observe your garden, the more you can react to that and make changes and tweak things. And um, uh, that's really the best way to do it is to spend time out there, which is another reason that I love hand watering. I go out there, it's sort of my meditation to hand water and check what's going on in the garden and um, see what's growing, see what bugs are there. All, this, all the things. So the more time you can spend out there, the better. And I know that in summer, it can be really hard to spend time out there. I feel like in summer, I hardly even go out into my garden because it's just so, so hot here in Perth. So I'm really excited to be getting my shade structures up and to have more shade in the garden um, in summer. And um, yeah. It's all happening. I will see. I'll let you know how um, the new grassy patch is going too because I think I might start that this weekend. We will see. I'm not promising anything, but it's a space that has been, you know, underutilized and just waiting. I have always known that I'm going to plant deciduous trees there just because it does. Um, I don't want to block out any of that you know, sun, especially in winter, but, um, I've got some plans in mind for that. So I'm really excited for that and we'll see, I may even get started this weekend, <laughs> but I also think it might be raining. So I'm not too sure. We might have to postpone that till it's not raining. Um, those hot easterly winds destroy so much. Yeah. We do get a lot of wind in, um, here, in summer as well and so planting something that can provide some wind protection as well is going to really help that and it depends again on where in your garden it is I do have a, a lot of wind coming um, 
from one corner of my property. And so I've started to plant a lot more in that corner to really try and protect some of that. But um, we'll see. I the, the bigger my plants get, the stronger they get. So it is about protecting your plants more so, especially when they are young and vulnerable. Um, and giving them the best chance to really get established. So it's another reason I love planting things in autumn because it gives them time to, you know, get situated before the harsh summer season. And if you are wanting to plant deciduous fruit trees like our um, plums, stone fruit, apples, all those sort of things uh, like we've discussed earlier in the episode, if you're wanting to plant some of those in your garden, now is a really good time. So winter is a great time to get those deciduous fruit trees in the ground um, and ahead of spring and summer. So that's another reason that I'm thinking about getting this deciduous garden up and running because it is a good time to be planting those. And if not, I will probably have to wait um, till next autumn or winter to do that because I am definitely not planting any trees close to summer. That does not work out well. <laughs> I have tried, trust me. Um, but that's pretty much all I've got for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope um, that you're inspired to get some living shade up in your own garden. Um, some Try some new things. I do have a couple videos, one on different perennial vines that you can grow and also one on um, some heat tolerant uh, edibles that you can grow in the garden, especially for those really hot periods uh, over summer. So I've got those linked below in the description and I will catch you guys next week for another episode. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope you have an amazing week.